Just words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Amen. Good morning, everyone. It's good to have you connect. A meet and greet earlier, led by Ibim, was amazing. Thank you, Hills Music. You guys have been so good. We're trying to improve. We keep working on the audio. The audio experience in the studio is totally mad compared to what you guys are seeing at home. So we apologize. Hopefully, we should be able to meet soon. In fact, we are planning something. We're planning a worship night now. It's going to be an open-air worship night. It's going to be interesting. So uh, looking forward to that. Maybe somewhere in the middle of June. So we'll keep you updated on the details. Uh, welcome to church. Welcome. Welcome to church. God bless you. Welcome. Welcome. I have, a, I have a quick word for everyone, and the word just simply says, never lose your soul. Never lose your soul. We'll start this morning by scripture, 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. I don't stand before you because I'm the best man in the world. I don't stand before you to preach that I have no infirmities. I don't stand before anyone to declare my righteousness. Like Paul, I am chief among the sinners. How you look good and perfect to everyone on the, on, on the outside, on the inside, you're broken in many ways. And God knows where you are broken. And he knows if you're a sinner. And admitting that you are is the first place to reconciliation. Matthew chapter 16 verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any one of you want to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give your life up for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more and your soul? That's a rhetorical question. Is anything worth more than your soul? What do you gain? What should it profit to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? And this scripture is repeated again in Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 8, verse 36. It says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What will you give in exchange for your soul? What is the price of your soul? That most expensive commodity that Jesus Christ 
shed all of his glory in heaven, lost everything he was in heaven, and then came down to acquire that, the soul of man. That means that the soul of man is the most precious thing. The Bible says that on earth we celebrate many things. What we celebrate, the Bible says to Samuel, don't look as man sees, for man looks at the outward, but God looks on the inside. Yeah? God looks on the what? Inside. That means God looks at the soul, at the heart of man. God looks more on the deeper things, on us on the outside, what we see, what we celebrate. If we want to give a testimony, what will our testimony be about? Our testimony may be about the car we bought or the house or the, or, the, or the opportunity that opened to us or the new business we started or the contract that we got. And these things are good because if you read our caption, I said, gain wealth, make friends, become influential, arrive at fame, but by all means, Never lose your soul. Let's repeat that again. Never lose your soul. Repeat it again. Never lose your soul. Whatever you get in heaven and on earth, whatever you get in the spiritual and the natural, whatever your life becomes, never lose your soul. Your soul is the most precious most valuable, the reason why Christ broke out of eternity and came to the world. I read you a quote from a man called Michael Bloomberg. Sorry, Michael Huffington of the Huffington Post. Michael was a former U.S. senator and came out at the, at the end to say, he was bisexual. So that means he married a wife, but also had like a sexual relationship with another man. So, but here's what he said. We spend more time at cinemas, theaters, art galleries, and theme parks than we do at churches. And they become our new cathedrals. We can spend hours at any of these places of entertainment, but if church service goes on too long, we get impatient. We love to listen to music and to dance the night away, much more than singing hymns to the Lord. We pay more to watch a football, basketball, or baseball game than we live in the tray as it passes through the pews. We care more about money, honors, fame, glory, recognition, entertainment, physical gratification, and a myriad of other things than we do about enlightenment, spirituality, and peace in our lives. Yet even when we are satiated with the good things in life, we often find ourselves feeling empty. Something seems to be missing. Many people turn to yoga, gurus, feel-good seminars, legitimately looking for ways to fill the empty void in their lives. 
Others turn to alcohol, drugs, or prostitutes in their search for ways to either deaden the pain or find a source of intimacy that is missing. This was from Michael Huffington, a guy who turns out not to know the Lord, but he said it all. He said it that in the world today, if you listen to Twitter or any other aspect of social media, people tout their own knowledge. People boast about what time it is and what they know. People boast about what is wrong behavior. Please, can let's, let's move to the light. I think I'm standing in total darkness. I hope it's better here. Just, just move closer. Is it brighter? Is it brighter? Thank you. Yeah, this this place has some light. Yeah. So let's go on. Okay. Is it brighter? Okay. Okay, so let's go on. The the whole idea is that God is irrelevant. God is dead. And as a result, the society now makes new gods. These gods are gods of entertainment. So we don't worship God again. We worship joy. Not joy, actually happiness. We're always sort of like looking for this happiness. We're always sort of like chasing for this thing that will satisfy us. So when we hear the voice of God, we shut it down. We shut it down. And people like the new saying is that you have to do what you have to do. That's what everyone says. You have to do what you have to do. You know, like you all know that during this lockdown, one of the things everybody did was all the challenges. What are the challenges? <laughs> I think I was even doing one of the challenges, which was uh, uh, the, one with, the one with the family, family challenge, you know, all dance, the camera. So, yeah? Now, there's nothing wrong with doing the challenges if that is not where the center of your joy or your peace comes from. And when you do it all, you still feel dry and empty. So we placed, from what Michael Huffington just said, we placed soccer, basketball, and all types of other sports ahead of devotion to God. We hustle for entertainment in theaters. We like comedy clubs that make horrible jokes of other people. Horrible jokes. We laugh. 
we look like fools when we are laughing at some of the jokes that they make because I don't even blame the people who are making those jokes. I'm blaming the people who are laughing at those jokes. It reminds me of medieval kings who were, who were throwing men to lions and lions were tearing people apart while the crowd was laughing. That is how our jokes look like because what they're doing is actually killing people. Many people, after they joke and jest about them on their blogs, they go and commit suicide while we laugh at the pain of others. We sacrifice human beings for, for entertainment. So Mark chapter 8 verse 36 says, What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the joy the happiness of the world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Right now, it seems like the word of God is not even working. So pastors now have to do something a bit more than preaching to get the word of God across to the people because the word of God is not working. So what determines what church we go to? Let's be honest. Is the amount of groove? Is the amount of fun? Is the amount of entertainment we get? So pastors now turn to comedians. Who are the pastors we follow the most? He's not the ones that use WWF strategy. You know how WWF starts? The wrestling match. How does it start? Pam, 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 para. Boom, 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 boom. The, the guy, the, the champion just comes on the stage. Ha! I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to show you Pepe. So the pastors themselves, having lost power with God, now become entertainers. They become entertainers. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? It's like we're trying so hard to numb our soul. Some people are in sorrow of heart. They, they love God. They are born again. But their soul is not submitted to God. Their heart is okay. Their body, they are no more living in sin. But their emotions is not submitted to God. Let's talk about emotional wellness now. Some people's emotions control them. Anything that touches their emotions generates fear, jealousy, anger, in a snap, in a snap, submit your soul realm to God. 
This is actually even different from your soul, which is your eternal spirit, your spirit, your soul referring to the small s. Man is made up of spirit, soul, and body. So the soul in this regard means the small s. They are used interchangeably. Small s spirit of man is what the Bible is talking about in, in Mark chapter 8 verse 36. But let's talk about your soul, the dimension of your will, your emotions, your intellect. These things that control your will, what you choose, what will I do, what will I not do. Your emotions, how you feel. Your intellect, how you think. Or the things you learned, the things you know. In these realms, many people are not submitted to God. So we think like we have ideas for how God should run his world. We are not really yielded to God. We gain the whole world. We gain knowledge. We gain accolades. But our soul is hungry. Our soul is tired. Our soul is weary. I invite you today to give your soul to the owner. To submit your soul to God. Some people train their body for their body to be fit. They run the gym, but they never train their soul to hold on to God. That consistency of spirit is too much. Prayer is a burden. Do you understand? That, that following after God is a chore. And there are just so many options, so we pick and choose like cherries. You'll hear what God is saying, but you don't obey. You are not following after God. Do you know how many Christians become Christians, but they never, they're always doing one Bible study program or one discipleship training program, but they're never changing. They're exactly the same. They have no new hunger for God. They have no new power, no life. No real obedience. They hear the word of God, but they don't do it. And the Bible says, if we are hearers only not doing, and a forgetter of the work, we will not profit by the word. Can I tell you how a soul is saved? A soul is saved by sacrifice. Somebody has to die for another soul to be redeemed. Somebody has to give their lives for another soul to be restored. You want a soul to be saved? Die for that soul. You want someone else to change? Give your time and your life. When you die to yourself and you take on another soul, that soul will live. But think about it. If we are not even dying to ourselves, how can we give our lives for someone else? Jesus did not just die and give his life for the whole world. And then the whole world will be saved. The Bible says in 1 Peter that Jesus died and suffered, leaving us an example that we should follow after his steps. If Jesus died, it means you have to die too. I know this is not popular, but if you want anyone to change, you must give them your life. 
If you want anyone to adjust, it's not just a set of advice you give to them. The other day I was sharing, I said that among drug addicts, working with drug addicts, if you get somebody off of drugs, the success rate for them to stay free of drugs is less than 10%. Less than 10% of people who come off drugs actually stay away from drugs. That means about over 90% go back into drugs. Do you know what holds people if they have someone in their family who loves them, if they have a genius sister who cries, if they have uh, an uncle who will do anything for them, if they have a father who will go there to that place where the drugs have already seized them and take them back home, if they have someone who will cry over them and say, my brother, why are you doing this? My sister, what's going on? Love redeems. <laughs> For you to save a soul, you must give your life. You cannot save a soul casually. That is why cold love doesn't redeem. Men who talk but don't act cannot save others. People who don't change cannot change others. People who don't allow the word of God to fill them and alter their nature cannot alter others. Never lose your soul. I can't hear you. Let's repeat it again. Never lose your soul. The first soul you will save is your own soul. The first soul you redeem is your own soul. Redeem your soul from the corruption that fills this world. Redeem your soul from the evil in the heart of men. Redeem your soul from pride. Redeem your soul from the lust after money. Redeem your soul from the corruption of seduction, sexual immorality. Redeem your soul by clinging on to God. For he who holds on to God will have the transforming power of the Holy Spirit in their lives changing them from the inside out as I hold on to your spirit as I immerse as I immerse in your spirit you cause the deadness in me to come alive. You turn my grave into a garden. You turn that place where I'm buried and dead to back to life. As I soak myself in you, life begins to be born in me. As I come after you, the change in my spirit begins to cause a stirring in my soul. My bones begin to quake. The brokenness in me begins to quake. As I look in to the perfect law of liberty not being a forgetful hearer but a doer of the word then I'm changed and transformed and I save my soul there are many attractions in the world there are many desires among men but none of them should make you lose your soul say it again never lose your soul one more time never lose your soul not for the attractions of earth not for fame not for popularity not to be the coolest man on the block not to be the richest man in the world nothing what shall a man give in exchange for his soul to save his soul 
you must give a life. To save a soul, you must give a life. And after you save yourself, who else should you save? After you save yourself, who else should you save? I'm waiting for answers. Those of you online, after you save yourself, who else should you save? After you save your soul, who else do you save? Jesus said to Peter, after you repent, the devil has tried to sift to you like wheat. But after you repent, after you're converted, remember your brothers. The next place you start working on salvation is your family members. It's your family members. I mean, if you have a family member who doesn't fall after God, let's pray for them now. Spend a minute. So, Lord, I pray for that family member of mine who is not working in righteousness. That brother of mine who I'm not sure has given his life to you. That sister of mine who is falling in and out. I pray for them that you save their soul. I pray for them that you restore them. I pray for them that your glory is seen in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Restore your soul. Restore your soul. Moses was one of the guys who interceded. And in Exodus chapter 32, verse 11, Moses implored the Lord and said, O Lord, why does your wrath born hot against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with your mighty hand. Why should the Egyptians say with evil intent did he bring them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven. And all this land I promised I will give to your offspring. And they shall inherit it forever. Verse 14. And the Lord relented from disaster that he has spoken of bringing upon his people. Moses stood in the gap. Moses stood in the gap. Moses said, Lord, if you will not forgive these people, blot my name out of the book of life. That is actually crazy. This is actually what intercession looks like. This is actually what it means to go after souls, to give your life for another soul to be restored. For, for you to save a soul, you must be willing to give your life. Moses was willing to die for the children of Israel. Moses was ready to give his life for them. And actually, he gave his life for them many times over. You don't go and stand before Pharaoh and talk rubbish. You can get killed. Pharaoh was a brutal dictator who handed people over to be cut in, in pieces. And Moses went there and said, let my people go. That is, that is dying to self. If you want to redeem others, you must be ready to sacrifice something. You must be ready to let go of something. There is a lie that we will not do anything. There's a lie that Jesus has finished it all. There's a lie that everything Jesus has done, we don't have to do anything. We'll just walk in and become like God. Let me tell you, it's not true. It's not true. Whatever Jesus has done, you have to receive it. 
There is a receiving in you. There is a working out your salvation with fear and trembling. There is a participation. There is a righteous act of God's people. Don't call it works. Paul says, show me your faith without works. And I will show you my faith by my works. There is the works of faith that will do. When you believe God, you act. When you believe God, you do. When you believe God, you redeem. Redeem a soul. Set a soul free. Moses was this mighty man. And God says to him, Moses, step aside. This children of Israel, they've so annoyed me. I will wipe them out. I will create a new breed. Let's call them Moselites. I'll create Moselites. And Moses said to God, repent from your anger. So powerful. Repent from this, your anger. Like, who tells God to repent? That's, that's so good. Lord, why are you so angry, Lord? Like, then the children of Egypt will say that you couldn't take your people to the land. That's intercession. Remember your promise to Isaac and to Abraham that you will bring these people back to their land. That is the heart God wants us to have for souls. Think about the people who God so loved that he gave his only begotten son for. Think about all the 7.8 billion people in the face of the earth. None of those souls was created by the devil. None of those souls was created by man. Each of those DNAs written from heaven, each of those lives crafted from eternity, each of those beings made by God. And why should the devil have any one more soul? Why should another soul go to hell? Why should another soul lose their life? But the church is sleeping. The church is mighty about these programs, about, about these activities. And the church doesn't care about souls. The church is running testimony service of the things God has done on earth. But the Bible records that the whole of heaven rejoice when one soul is saved. Never lose a soul. Let's repeat that. Never lose a soul. One more time. Never lose a soul. Is there a soul in your world? Is there a soul in your compound? Is there a soul in your office? Is there a soul in your business? Is there a soul around you? Never lose a soul. The whole of heaven rejoice when one soul comes back home. Never lose a soul God loves souls for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and that his mercy will fill the land that his glory will fill the earth he doesn't want anyone to perish he doesn't want anyone to perish as he saved us he said Remember the earth. Remember the broken. Remember the lost. So Jesus ever live it to make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. What do we live for? We live for the transformation of other men as we lay down our lives. Otherwise, the day you gave your life to Christ, you've been taken into heaven. If you're still alive, God wants you to be about the business of souls. Don't ever wake up and go into your day without thinking, 
who am I going to preach to today? Who am I going to bless today? Who am I going to change your life today? And the preaching of the word of God has power. Don't let anyone tell you that preaching is dead. Don't let anyone tell you that preaching is no more relevant. The Bible says, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Rebuke, reprove with all long suffering and love and patience. Rebuke, reprove. He didn't just say, tell them the things they like to hear. No, no, no. He, didn't, he says, rebuke, reprove with all long suffering and patience. Restore, redeem. Restore, redeem. Bring back souls. Never lose a soul. Never lose a soul. Do you know that when we enter into eternity, some of our neighbors will fight us? Do you know some of our neighbors who made it barely by the skin of their thin into heaven? Maybe at the last moment they just said, Oh Jesus, I didn't know you were real. Please come into my life and they go into heaven. When they see you in heaven, because you've been their neighbors for five years, they will jack you in heaven. They will jack you, they will jack you. I said, brother, you know that I was going to go to hell. And you said nothing to me. You know, sister, you know I was going to, we're in the same WhatsApp group. You said nothing to me. Never lose a soul. Never lose a soul. Hayaku Sandamahai. All the souls on earth belong to God. All the broken men. All the people in the slum, all the people in bad neighborhoods, all the souls in the villages, all the souls in the cities, all the souls in town centers across the world, all the souls in China, all the souls in Africa, all the souls in India, Indonesia belongs to Jesus. All the souls in Russia, Iran, Iraq, Uzbekistan, Pakistan, all the souls belong to Jesus. All the souls from Lesotho all the way to Lebanon they belong to Jesus all the souls from the southern tip of Mauritius to the north of Egypt belong to Jesus all the souls in Africa belong to Jesus never lose a soul don't let your church performance stop you from gaining souls don't let lockdown stop you from gaining souls don't let money chase stop you from gaining souls. The Bible says there is joy in heaven. Do you know what the earth rejoices about? When someone makes a big kill. Oh, you started a software business. You make this app and you made so much. Oh, Uber. Uber made so much money. That was going on and on. You know, Airbnb made so much money. Everybody's going on and on. And they don't even own any building. Wow. Guess what heaven's wow about? Shut up. The souls of men. Heaven wows about those who bring back souls home. The Bible says that those who are wise will shine like the stars. And he that winneth soul is wise. It means that in heaven, the people who are stars are the soul winners. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? 
the stars in heaven are the soul winners. Can I ask you, when was the last time you won a soul? But you cannot win a soul if your own soul is lost. A lost soul cannot redeem another lost soul. The blind cannot lead the blind. They will both fall into the teeth. So our title, first of all, is never lose your soul. And then after that is done, never lose a soul. John Wesley said, the whole world is my parish. In those days in England, every pastor had a parish. So you don't go outside your parish to go and preach. But John Wesley couldn't be stopped. <laughs> he would go everywhere to preach. And he said what? The whole world is my parish. Ha! I love that kind of man. Anywhere I go, I'm going to preach. I may not be authorized to preach. One day I stood in the place where John Knox was the parish priest. The man who cried out, give me Scotland or I die. And in the middle of that walking street in Edinburgh, I lifted up my voice and I said, guys, the Lord who made the heavens and the earth is calling out for you. Your father in John Knox stood in this same place and cried out to all Scotsmen, come and give your life to God. I, a boy from Africa, stand in the same place where John Knox once stood. And I cried to you, Scotsmen, come and give your life to Christ. There's some preaching that just makes your blood boil. You go into the place where some great men have stood and declared the glory of God and stand in all of eternity to speak of the wonder of God. What makes your blood boil? What makes you rejoice? What makes you catch fire? Never lose a soul. There will be great millionaires on earth. There will be great people of fame on earth. There will be great musicians and, and stars on earth. And the earth will bear record of them. But in heaven, I can tell you something. Nobody knows them. In eternity, I can tell you, it doesn't matter who they were on earth. We read the story of the rich man and Lazarus on earth. He had escorts and bullion vans and money. In heaven, the rich man was nothing. He was poor. He was thirsty and hungry. He was begging Abraham for a drop of water. You can be who you want to be on earth. Doesn't matter in eternity. Guess what matters in eternity? Souls. Souls souls of men never lose a soul let's go to the one who turns graves into gardens let's go to the one who after we searched the world looking for direction there was nothing greater than him nothing more powerful nothing more glorious nothing more than ever let's go to the one who turns graves into gardens who looks at dry places and causes them to come back to life. 
Let's sing that song. Graves into gardens. I want to pray for you if you haven't given your life to Christ. I want to speak to you if you if you lost your quest for souls. I want to speak to you if you think that souls are no more relevant in today's world. Lord, I pray for everyone on this broadcast. I speak life into them. I speak the word of God into their spirit. I speak the power of God and of his Christ into their spirit. I speak a newness into their hearts. And I declare the heart cry for souls. Father, is there a soul that doesn't know you? Bring them back home. Not just to say the sinner's prayer, but to begin to walk with you. It's time, and we give you all the glory. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 